Vaigur Ji Ka Khalsa, Vaigur Ji Ki Fateh, Jian Asang Ji, welcome to The Breakfast Show from London Studio. I hope the Seaside Chaddi Kaladavich and have had a good week ahead. Um, Sangaji, you know, every week we try to bring some very inspirational guests that are doing some great work in the community that can talk to us about something that we can learn going forward. So, the Jada guest in the studio with us today is Satbal Viji from Nanak Nam. And the topic that we're going to be discussing today is a very important topic that we, you know, we all tend to struggle with, which is to do with grief and dealing with the loss of loved ones. So Viji's here in the studio, I'm going to introduce him and we're going to be speaking around this topic to see how we can help Sadejere viewers Hege to go away from this show by learning something and, be, and being able to deal with this topic in the future and sharing it with our friends and family. Vaigoji ka khalsa, vaigoji ki fateh. Welcome buddy, lovely to have you back on The Breakfast Show. Thank you for um, bringing me back on the show. I'm, I'm really pleased that um, we've chosen this specific subject today to talk about grief and dealing with the, the death of loved ones because it's something that I think all of us go through in Definitely. our life and very recently within within uh, our own panth we've, we've, we've all experienced a great loss with the um, death of, of, of Bhai Jagaraj Singh just in the last two weeks and what I'm seeing time and time again and people are approaching me is this idea of people saying I don't know how to say goodbye I don't know how to yeah. deal with this. I'm not. I'm. I, a lot of people have known him personally, mm -hmm. and a lot of people have just felt like they knew him personally because Bajigrasing was so influential and had such an impact on people all over the he world. Did. So today, although we're not going to be talking about any specific person or anything like that, I think it's it's really important. I'm really thankful that you brought me on the show back again to talk about grief and how are we supposed to deal with it? What are the ways in which we can help ourselves overcome some of these things? And there are so many, there are so many points that I wanted to go through today. I've actually brought my notes. So I, at times you might actually see me sort of glancing no, at my notes fine. because I think there are so many important points that we need to cover today that I'm really excited that we're going to be able to help as many people as we can. Uh, I think one, one thing that's going to be really important to acknowledge is that Wherever possible, we want to try and keep things generic about the whole process of grief. But it's really important that we identify how sensitive a subject this really is. That's true. Um, and that, you know, at any point, we don't want to trivialize anyone's grief or we don't want anyone to feel like we're somehow um, not appreciating the depth of the grief that some people are in. So I, I want us to, to, to be quite clear how sensitive a subject this is. And hopefully, with Guru's grace, we can actually try and work through some of the solutions to help people. To help that. people. And that's the thing, Baji, I think that's the most important thing that we need to do is try to help people. Because I myself, I found it very difficult. Talking about Jagaraj, Baji, you know, one of the, the first question that came to my head was, but how come it was Jagaraj, Baji? Because he's such an inspirational person, selfless Sivadar did nothing but good. You know, this kind of stuff went through my head. And yet I come from a family where, you know, my dad, you know, is an Amradari. We've learned to do our part. We've learned about what Gurbani teaches us to totally understand that. But then do I understand it? Because this was my question. And I felt, um, you know, you feel it's your own, it is your family. We're a bant, we're a family. And I felt this is somebody, this is my family member. Why? Yeah. So, you know, what you said is so important. Yeah, and I think it's, it's really important that we identify that every single one of us have gone through grief in, in, in some way or another and 
we all can identify with that pain. We can all identify with how we coped with that. And some of us are still dealing with these things. You know, yeah. you, you find people who have lost a loved one maybe a few years ago and yet they're still grieving. True. So today I, I really want us to focus on how do we go through that that process. Yeah, no, definitely. And so from obviously leading on from that, I, you know, my first question would, would be, what is grief? If we look at the idea of grief, the concept of grief, most of the definitions of grief will talk about an intense sorrow and specifically to do with the loss of a loved one. So grief is something quite different to just being upset that somebody who you loved has passed away. Of course, we're all going to go through that. Everyone feels emotional at funerals, at time of death, when we have all of our closest loved ones, uh, closest relatives and friends come round. Um, we talk about of source in, 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 yeah, in our culture. Um, when people come round to acknowledge and talk about the, the passing of a loved one. Um, grief is something quite distinct to that. Grief is this idea of this continuous sorrow and emotional pain that we're going through. And it's important to recognize that different people grieve in different ways. True. And yeah. how people are affected by grief varies considerably. So some people will deal with grief in a very short period of time and some people it'll take a really long time um, to overcome the emotional pain that they're going through. And some people never do at all. So grief is this idea that at some point you feel stuck, that you don't know how to carry on anymore with your emotional pain. The emotional pain just doesn't seem to go away. The memory of the loved one just doesn't seem to go away. So grief is this idea that you're no longer able, you're at a standstill. And specifically to do with the death of a loved one, uh, the term bereavement is used, which is the same idea that we don't know how to move past. And that's true as well. We, we don't know how to. And the, you know, like the options or the, the things that we try we may be able to help, may be able to help us, but we tend to come back to actually, I'm back at square one. So how do I move on from this? Yeah. So you know, I guess, you know, for me, the next thing that I'd like to know is why do we see so many people go through grief, especially when they lose their loved ones? Like why is it that it's such an intense sorrow for some, but for some, they you know, they can deal with it? What? Why is that? And you know, why do we see so many people going through this? It's really interesting when we look at that particular scenario around people grieving in different ways, one of the things we realize is how much have we expected the person to pass away. The expectation plays a very big role in that. So I'll give you an example. When we look at um, the death of an elderly member of our family, maybe your grandmother, your great-grandparent, somebody who's 90, 95 years old, what is the language that we use? The kind of language, the kind of things that we say is they lived a long life. They lived a very happy, healthy life. Uh, they did lots of good things in their life. They had a lot of happiness. So the kind of language that we're using is we can understand that it was their time to go. Now, if somebody passes away in what we would say is an, an untimely manner, what we're really saying is 
their time wasn't ready. And that's the kind of language that we use. It was too soon, it wasn't their time. We may talk about the unexpected death of a child, um, or even the illness of a child, or somebody who is perfectly healthy, walking yes. around one day, and then the next day something um, suddenly happens, whatever it is, and, and they're no longer around. What's the kind of language that we use at that point? There, the language is very much, it wasn't their time, this That's shouldn't it. have happened. So what we really see is the way that we deal with grief is really to do with how prepared we are for their death. And I think we're going to go on to that later on in the show, is as to how prepared we are for their death. Exactly. So our grief is really about, did we mentally prepare ourselves for the death of that person? Where the person was really old, we have already understood from a young age that you grow old and die. So we have this understanding that death comes when you're old. And so part of that means that we accept the death of an, of an elderly okay. person very easily. The death of someone who has died too soon, we say, um, we say things like, that wasn't their time to go. And what we're really saying is, I haven't prepared for that death. I wasn't ready for that death. But Baji, how can you, look, listening to you saying preparing yourself, yeah. how can you actually prepare yourself? Because I mean, I, you know, I speak to people from all different kinds of backgrounds, different ages, and some people who are so much, they're very strong, yeah. but even they have gone through a difficult time of, you know, preparing themselves or death, just death. They're not able to actually cope with it. How do you prepare yourself? So. There are quite a lot of things that we can do to prepare for death. One of the most important things that we have to do is we have to acknowledge that what we're trying to deal with isn't the death of the loved one. What we have to deal with is our perception. So it is our thinking that needs to change, right. not the scenario that needs to change. In fact, the scenario can't be can't changed. Be okay. Can't be changed. Our thinking has to be changed. And when we think about the death of a loved one, in reality, let's, let's, let's try and sort of put this in some sort of context. Take the death of any specific person that you know who you loved. On that very day, you can understand and you can imagine that on that very day, there are probably all over the world several hundred people, if not several thousand people, who also died on that day. True. Yeah, just, just think about that for a moment. On the day that your loved one died, on that same day, several thousand other people also died. Why are you not grieving all of their deaths? That's true. You're not grieving all of their deaths. That's true. And the reason is, what we're grieving is not the loss of, of our loved one. What we're actually grieving is what we have lost. And this is a very interesting thing to try and understand. What you're grieving is not the person who's died but what you have lost by their death. When we, when, we ha when we enter any relationship, what do we get out of that person? We get a lot of friendship, companionship. So that relationship, any relationship is really us gaining. And I'm not, I'm not trying to make this sound like every relationship is selfish. No. This is just the reality of what relationships are. You may have a person living on your very street that has passed away, but you never really spoke to them. Mm. You knew who they were, you said hello, you, you waved every, every time you went past their, their house, but you never really got to know that person. That person didn't really fill any void in your life. So really what we were doing with that person is that we, we were in a 
friendship with them. We were, they were acquaintances, but we didn't really have a close relationship with them. We didn't gain anything. So when you're grieving the loss of someone, you're grieving the loss of that companionship. And so what you need to understand is my companionship is now empty. I'm now left with a state of emptiness. And what you're actually grieving is, I don't know what to do with this sense of emptiness that that person has left in my life. But, and, and, and I think that's a very fundamental difference to how do I deal with the fact that that person is gone? Well, it isn't about that person. It's actually about a sense of emptiness. And when you understand that there is an emptiness that you're trying to deal with, that can be dealt with. We can deal with that emptiness. Okay, but how, how in what, what shape or form can somebody deal with that emptiness? Because as an example, so I'll, I'll give you an example close to me, what's happened with me. You know, two years ago, I lost my mama who was 50 years old. So not really, not obviously not really young, but not really old. But he was actually, he was actually getting better. So for us, we prepared ourselves for, he's going to get better and he's going to come out of hospital. We lost him really suddenly. And still to this day, if I look at my family member, so I look at my Masi, you know, or I look at my mum, there's that struggle of what, that, well, that question of, you know, but remembering exactly what happened at that time, that actually he was getting better. Yeah. You know, having that last memory of, but he was getting better and all of a sudden he was taken away from us. Yeah. How do you, you know, fill that gap or be able to cope or deal with something like that? What is it that we should be doing or should have done or could be doing now? So there are two things here that we need to think about. One is about how did we prepare ourselves mentally, which is something that you've already addressed, which was we didn't. No. And in that particular scenario, we were preparing ourselves for them to get better. Yes. And there is something very interesting about how modern society trains us to think about death. So what we might feel is a very natural response a lot of the time people will think, well, surely death is, 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 is meant to be sad. Like you have to have, they do. <clears throat> you have to have this particular response. And what we call a normal response is in fact a conditioned response. We've been trained to think in a particular way. Now, one of the ways that you can change that is how do you prepare in advance? The way that you prepare in advance is that you come to terms with the idea that every single person is going to die. Now that might sound like a really strange thing to say. Everybody knows that we're going we to do, die. Yeah. We already know that. We say that, we do. but we don't prepare True. that everybody is going to die, will die, and can die at any moment. Now this is a really interesting thing, that we assume death has to happen later on in life. We do. So we make an assumption that you have to think about death and old age together. Mm. Gurbani teaches us a different way of looking at this, which is that no, everyone is going to die and we should rather assume the opposite. Let's assume that at any point you or me or anybody is going to die. I understand. And how do we prepare for that? There are several things that we can do. If you're grieving right now, there are several things that you can do. The number one thing that you need to do is to understand that what you're feeling is an emotion. And this emotion will pass. And I think that's a very important lesson for most people. Whatever you're feeling right now, even though it's the death of your uncle and it was only a few years ago, 
This emotion that you're feeling, know right now that that emotion is temporary. Well, and it definitely will pass. Is that something? Completely. Okay. It, this, no emotion is going to last forever. Okay. That emotion will pass. So the first thing we need to acknowledge is that you are on a process. And this is something that we don't really acknowledge with grieving, but actually modern psychology does very well. We think about grief as a state of mind, that I'm, I'm grieving the loss of my, my uncle, I'm grieving the loss of my loved one, mm -hmm. and I don't know what to do about it. Psychology actually says that grieving is a process, and that process means that you're going to come out the other end fine. Okay. So you need to understand, and we all need to understand, that if you're grieving right now, that there is a process and you're going to be coming to the other end of it. So you already know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Now, we don't really understand grieving in any real deep depth, so we don't really know what to do with it. So I can't turn around and say, well, just stop suffering. Yeah. And say, well, I can't really do that. What, what do you mean, just stop suffering? So we need to understand our very process of suffering. We need to understand it a little bit more. Suffering is directly related to how much we are resisting a scenario. Okay. So when so, you say that you're grieving, what you're really saying is, I'm not willing to accept that they died. Right. Okay, so it's within ourselves. You're resisting. Mm -hmm. Now, I can't say to you, stop suffering. But I can say to you, why don't you try to resist less? Okay, and that means, what does that resisting less mean? If you could elaborate on sure. that. So, resistance is that within my mind, I'm not willing to accept this scenario. Okay. So something has happened. What is my resistance? My resistance is saying, it shouldn't have happened. Why did it happen? Why did it happen to me? Why did it happen to him? He was such a good person. So your, your, your very mindset is saying, no, I'm not happy with this right now. This isn't, this isn't right in some way. This is wrong. So by, by, by constantly engaging in that way of thinking is what I mean by resistance. You're resisting what has actually happened. Now, you have a choice. You can choose to respond in a different way. Right. And that response is, okay, this resistance isn't actually helping me. That person has passed away. That's happened. I can't change that scenario, right? We can't no, change we can't, that. No. Can I change my response? You, you can. And this is the interesting thing, is that your response is causing your grief. How I'm choosing to look at this scenario is causing my suffering. Is there a different way of looking at this? Can I actually say, okay, let me just take a moment to sit back and think, that's happened, that's fine. What can I do about it? I can't do anything about it. No. Do I need to look at this as a negative? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, 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 and we're going to go through a lot of things today, so we'll look at some of these ideas about okay. is it positive, is it negative, can I choose to look at it in one way or another? Yes. And Baji, you know another question, very big question that I've got, yeah. and you know, a lot of people say, and again, in the Sikh community I find this a lot, and Gurbani obviously doesn't, does tell us to accept death and how to deal with it, why do good people that do so much jangakam, when it seems like, especially now, like I, I hear a lot of, it's Galjog, a lot of people are doing bad things, they're doing this, but it's the good people that go, why? That's the question, why, why, why do good people go before, in their mind, it's their perception? Yeah. 
Can we talk a little bit about that? I think that's a really interesting thing to talk about. And the reality of it is that there is no answer to why do good people go? Why did the, why did the bad people seem to get everything that they want and the people that are doing a lot of good things, why are they, why are they taken away from us too early? And it, again, it comes, it comes down to expectation. Okay. Our expectation is that the world is full of good people and the bad True. people should be less. Our expectation is that the good people should be allowed to thrive. So what we're doing is, I would, I would, I would throw that question back to you, is why do you expect anything different? Why are you expecting okay. that reality, nature, life has to go according to how you think life has to go? Fair enough. And there's a very big part of, and, and, you, and you said that Gurbani teaches us to accept hukum. What do we mean by that? What does hukum mean? Well, we, this is it, exactly. So tell us, Baji. I think it? it's sometimes useful to take words from Gurbani and actually break them down into more yes, simpler, please. easier words. The way I translate hukam is reality. Okay. Reality means that this is happening. Just take a moment to process that. This is happening or this has happened. Okay. That's a fact. Now how you choose to view that reality, how you choose to engage with it, that reality, and how you choose to deal with that reality is now all to do with you. The reality is the reality. The hukam is the hukam. It is what it is. A very simple analogy that I, can, that I can think of when we talk about hukum is imagine a fish swimming along with the stream. Okay. A fish who's swimming along with the stream has no issues. The stream is going a particular way and the fish is just saying, I'm just going to go in this direction, I don't have a problem. Right. Now there's the other fish who says, all the river is flowing this way, but I'm going to flow in the opposite direction. Okay. Now if you choose to flow in the opposite direction, can you then blame the stream for being no, difficult? No. You're choosing to make this path a very difficult one. True. And, the, the, and, and, and I think it, it, it comes down to, at some point, there's a sense of personal responsibility that you have to take, which is that I am choosing my response. And I, I know that sounds really daft, and that might even sound really harsh to some people, which is, what do you mean I'm choosing my response? My friend, my my husband, my child was taken away from me. How am I choosing? Why shouldn't I react in this particular way? I understand. So this is, yeah, because this is the way that we would automatically yes. think. But you're saying it from the perspective of that's going to help somebody to deal with it. And I think this is so, a really interesting, this isn't about right or wrong. No. And I think we have to make this point really clear. We're not saying that your reaction is wrong or right. No. What I'm almost saying is for a moment, let's think about, is this helping you? Is this helpful to you or is this harmful to you? And then you might go away and you think, actually, I'm not doing too well right now. This response that I'm having, and, and, and remember, the, the issue is your response. The issue isn't the fact that your loved one has, has died. No. That isn't the problem. The problem is, because we've already said that thousands of people die every day. Yeah. The problem is, I don't know how to deal with this. I, my reaction is the issue here. No, it makes sense. Apaji, we've got one minute before we go for break. Um, and obviously I know that, you know, we want the Sangat to call in as well yes. after the break. So um, just want to say, Sangatji, if you have any questions as well, after the break, please make sure that you do call, call in on 0208 
573 And again, is there's no right or wrong answer. You know, we're here just having a discussion, being able to help, being able for the Sangat to see how they can maybe deal with grief or losing a loved one, because we all know it is very difficult for a lot of us. You know, even if we are on the path and we are following Hukam, it can be difficult. So please, if you have any questions, please do call us. Once again, the number is 0208-573-1717 after the break. Um, please join us then when we'll be joining Baji again on other questions that we can help the Sangat to be able to deal with this topic. Vai Guji Ka Khalsa, Vai Guji Ki Fateh.